Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So I am one of your hosts, Mr. Hayes is in the building, and I'm joined this week by apparently someone named Lola, who looks very much like my co-host, Tanya D, but how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. Look, yes, when I change my hair to red, burgundy, or anywhere in that color scheme family, my name is Lola. Feel free to address me as so. Hi, guys. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that's all. jump into the topics for this week you had something that you wanted to make sure that we discuss and i think it it is important that we do and that is the amounts of young deaths that have happened uh here recently and you know it's it's 2020 is off to a crazy start we're only in february not even we're almost at the end of february and it's probably been probably like eight deaths already to be honest like i lost track of time at some point we haven't even got good through black history month yeah and there's just a lot going on. So, no, I mean, I just wanted to bring up the pop smoke situation mm-hmm. because, like, when I saw the birth year of this baby, and I'm like, that's when cash money was taken over. <laughs> the year he was born, <laughs> you know, the thong song came out that's in 1999. Crazy. You know what I mean? And just to see those dates next to each other is, like, startling. And on top of that, um, you had the Juice World that mm-hmm. swallowed hella, hella pills and overdosed accidentally. Um, the Triple X yeah. young young kid, yeah. you know. Mac Miller. Mac Miller. You know, they're babies. Yeah. They're babies dying in these weird, strange ways. And then for someone, uh, you know, 20 years old, essentially, to be gunned down in and a home robbery or home invasion they're explaining it's just disheartening because uh you know like i didn't listen to his music to be honest but it's like that's a baby to me you know what i mean being that age and it's just um tupac died at what 24 Mm -hmm. even though at that time i thought them you know they, they were like 30 something yeah. in my mind <laughs> because of how mature they were um biggie dressed like you know he was going to jazz in the gardens down here <laughs> you know with the hat and the cane and everything he yeah. dressed like three times his age but and, and just seeing them you know be killed in such horrible ways very young and to still be seeing that trend is is wild to me yeah. and I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions right now of, oh, be careful what you post. And there definitely is something to that because it is not difficult to find your location if people are actually looking for it. It's not difficult to do it. And of course, if you're posting pictures now, of course, that's all alleged, you know, that someone got his address from the pictures or what have you. Um, It's just easy to believe. 
Um, I just feel like it's just, we do have to do a better job at protecting ourselves. Like sometimes, like, I'll be honest, like a lot of times when I take pictures, it's like very close. I don't like showing my background. I don't like strangers knowing what my bedroom looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm just very weird about things like that. Like somebody from Australia should have no idea what my bedroom looks like and vice versa. So I'm very protective of certain things like that. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people have been posting that, but I live on this thing where I go places and I will post that I was there once I'm gone because I have encountered like a crazy situation where like, oh, ain't you so-and-so from Twitter? Oh, I followed you, but you ain't followed back. And that's, I'm like, that's the, I've been in, that's the most awkward pool? conversation. That's the most awkward conversation to have ever. I've like, I've that's happened to me once or twice before. And it's just like, I don't even know how to address like to see somebody who like try to follow you on on social media and they know you because like and that's the dangerous thing about like what we do not to make it seem like we're, we're just podcasters not to make it seem right, like right, we're right, yeah. like world famous or anything but people will know a lot more about us than we'll ever know about them because we put right. part of our life out here in the in this thing that we do so it's crazy it's people that know my deep-rooted love for people bryson <laughs> and <laughs> strangers that I don't know necessarily, they just follow me and they understand that they will see people Bryson something and like tag me in it. And I'm like, Oh my God, you do know me. <laughs> <laughs> but of course that's what we put on socials. So we do have to do a better job. And if this is teaching us nothing else, it's just to be a little bit more careful. And it's funny, like, yeah, the whole pop smoke thing with his address, it is alleged, but, it reminds me of something that I um I saw something on social media where this woman saw a uh somebody post a picture with her and her man. It was a different woman, and she's like, "Wait a second, how recent is this picture?" And people on Twitter on social media like looked in the background. There was like a magazine, and they're like, "Well, this is such and such doctor's office." Oh, I remember. Yeah, that. and it's just like. It's like it can get it real, so you have to be investigative yeah. bitches. I love <laughs> you have to you have to be aware of your surroundings all the time, and even like the littlest sure. thing like that. And that's why your your protection has to be at at the highest that you can do. And like, yeah, we're all connected. We all do. We all post pictures while we're out, but just try to be safe the best way you can. This is what it all boils down. True to. that. True that. And rest in peace to Pop Smoke and Absolutely. condolences from. Love, Less, and Better, so podcast of their friends, family, and so on. So, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Well, it, it's kind of hard to get back into the regular energy after that, but we're going to try to do it with these topics. No, it ain't. <laughs> Not with you, because I know you're going to make me laugh here in a second. Um, My hair is red, and I'm lying. <laughs> so, this first one is actually a uh, a topic that was suggested to us by a listener. They wanted to hear us talk about it. They, I guess, they didn't want to write it out in the letter and get and let's get into their business because I feel like this is a really specific question. But nonetheless, we're going to we're going <laughs> to break it down nonetheless. So, this one is. How do you deal with a significant other who has a bad attitude? You don't. Exactly. And I, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I, I truly feel like happiness, whatever's in somebody's heart comes through, right? So if you're with somebody who is always in a bad mood, always in a bad attitude, they got some demons they're dealing with. And they will drag you down into that pit of the demons that they're dealing with. And you have to really take a look at it if they're not really trying to deal with it, if especially if they just constantly make you the target of their bad attitude because of whatever that go has going on in their head. You got to really think about if it's worth you sticking around. And most times it's not, unfortunately. Um, I heard a really great analogy 
um, earlier this week. And it was, if you squeeze an orange, the only thing that can come out of it is what was inside, right? Mm -hmm. Orange juice. You're never going to get apple juice. You're never going to get mango juice. Whatever's inside of it, you're going to get out of it. And, And if you squeeze something, it doesn't matter who squeezes it, it's still going to be orange juice, right? So it's like the same thing with people. If what's squeezing out is a bad attitude, then that was already in you, and I didn't do anything to you. Mm. It didn't matter who squeezed you, who pushed your buttons, who did whatever. If this is how you are, then that's what's inside of you, and that is a personal problem. That is is not something that is your partner's responsibility to figure out. And, and like women used to do this thing. I don't, I don't know if women still do this cause I don't date them. But <laughs> When something would be wrong, women, instead of just vocalizing or verbalizing what the issue is, a lot of women will go, if you don't know, I don't know. I hate, Oh my God. It's, you, you just triggered I, me. I'm gonna stop. Read my mind, nigga. Yeah. I'm going through something. And then after he presses and goes, are you sure what's wrong? Because women like to be chased mm-hmm. and just what's wrong, what's wrong in the growling and, you know, women are eating it up. And then it's, if you don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And this is expectant to mind read. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, like, if you don't tell a man, he don't know. It's really that simple. You don't tell have, him, he don't know. I have a saying and people have like clowned me for it. And this is, this is just me being hundred percent honest. If I've ever done something, to where you it made you feel like I I just I'm in tune with how you feel and I just know off off my nigga I got lucky I'm just letting you know I just got lucky that day I just got lucky and I picked up on it like not that I don't pay attention not that I uh that I don't watch the person that I'm with it's just that to me I can I can see how you how you're feeling and I can if that was me I could want a completely different thing than you so if I off the rip do whatever it is to help you get out of that mood my nigga I got lucky like that's all it is right no seriously <laughs> and I feel like no one should be having having to deal with that in on a consecutive basis like we all have our bad attitudes and our bad days and our low days and we're you know just sometimes you're just not your best yeah. and no matter how much you try that day it's just not working and you're just not in a good mood. But I feel like in those times, those are times where you can still be expressive and like, yo, I'm not in a good mood. It has nothing to do with you, but I'm just not in a good mood. And I'll talk to you about it in a little bit. Like trust that I'm going to tell you, Yeah. but if it's you, I still tell you like, yeah, I have a problem with you, but I don't feel like talking about it right now. And, 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 and that's where it oh. comes in. Like you can have a bad attitude, but still know how to effectively communicate if you are have a bad attitude and you can't communicate properly, that's like the perfect storm of some shit that I ain't got time for personally. That's how people die. <laughs> Listen, take take that bad attitude, that bad that bad juju and bad energy somewhere else yeah. because I'm over here trying to, you know, live a good life and do do shit right, but I'm not trying to be around somebody like that's. I, I was just tweeting about that being around somebody who is consistently unhappy mm. is like an emotional burden. Oh, it's yes. like, now yes. I feel like it's my job to cheer you up and it's my job to pull you out of this darkness. And I know it's a lot of preaching that be there for your strong friends and be there and, you know, support and support. And it's like, yeah, you know, when you do check on your strong friend, they tell you I'm straight. You do check on, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If they're in a bad mood, you can't force somebody out of it. All, all you can do is let them know that you're there, offer some love, 
you know, maybe some, I don't know, wine, whatever it is. And if that doesn't work, man, it's nothing for you to do. But if that is a person you're in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. then that's a no go. It's never going to work out. Yeah. It's never going to work out. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, I don't want to like simplify to this, but it's really simple. Like, and I, well, I feel it is. I know for me, if, if you're some around someone who has a bad attitude and you're, and you check, like you, you, if you do your thing and say, Hey, you know, I want to know if you're okay. And they say nothing. All right. You go about living your life and you're happy. And then they try to take you down. No, they got to go like that. That I, I can honestly say if I'm in a bad mood and the people around me, whether it's my kids, whether it's even coworkers, if I'm at work, if they're in a good mood, I appreciate that because that helps me take my mind off me being in a bad mood. But if for the people who see somebody else in a good mood, it's like, oh, no, we got to shut that shit down. Nah, you got to get up out of my life, period, point blank. You ever been in a good mood and people kind of question why? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with me that I'm smiling, I'm vibrant, I feel good, yeah. I'm breathing in air, and you're asking, like, what's my problem? <laughs> and that is some, like, miserable I don't understand people with that type of shit, but, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to leave people where they are and let them figure it out themselves. So they're, they're For you know. sure. I'm an advocate of leaving people where they are. I'm an advocate of emotionally checking out when you get ready. Mm-hmm. There you, go. you don't have to just pick up emotional baggage from other people. You can just look at it from a distance the same way you window shop and be like, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep it moving and yeah. leave that thousand dollars something where it's at. Like, I just do that more because I feel like in this situation, <laughs> where if it's your significant other and it's not somebody, it's not a friend that you don't have to just talk to mm. or it's your boss where you just see at work. This is somebody you're seeing day in and day out. And if they have the bad attitude, then you have to remove yourself. Facts. Well, that's it. I think we killed that topic. Moving into this next one. This one is an article and it, it was super interesting read um, that psychologists say that the secret to your success is who you marry. Now, I kind of understand that in some senses, especially if you read the full article. But I also don't like the fact of laying your success off on if you find a partner or not because what about the people who don't get who never get married so they're just never going to be successful um but what do you what did you think reading the article i mean well i feel like okay so the 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 bottom line is that just partnering in life with somebody who is equally yoked Mm -hmm. and have a mind frame to strive for success because you can have people who are great to you but they are just okay with having what they have yeah they're not really striving for that but they're a great partner you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and and so people who marry other people who are on the same intellectual wavelength and they are both mutually trying to succeed or get to a destination or a goal then they're almost certainly going to achieve that because that is two brains working together um to to get to whatever pinnacle of success is for them um so i understand the concept of it it's just you marry somebody that has that mind frame and you have that mind frame then you're bound for success it's inevitable but um like you said if you're in this case if you don't marry somebody i mean you could still get to success but look at jay-z and beyonce yeah (laughs) if you needed any example um 
you have those two, you know, the kings and queens of America who, <laughs> you know, kind of brought their empires together. And yeah. they're even because they're they're strong and amazing and successful independently. But together, they're like a powerhouse. And I think that's more or less what it's trying to explain um, rather than you can only be successful if you get married. Yeah. Like that's I don't think that was the undertone. Yeah, it, 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 I think when you do partner with somebody you, like you, you use the phrase equally yoked it is really important there's so many people who get with people and then they stay with them because of xyz whatever the reason is and they don't feed you emotionally they're not feeding you mentally they're not doing anything for you other than just occupying space and when you do that that does eventually it drags you and it drags them down and so it is important to partner with somebody who has a similar mindset or if they necessarily don't have a entrepreneurial mindset and you are that they do appreciate that and they know how to support you in that i think support is the biggest thing that makes relationships work um i'm coming to find that support is great and mm -hmm. i love a cheerleader and i would love somebody to be in my corner but i also want them to go for whatever it is just as hard as i'm going for whatever it is i'm going after okay and it's important that even if that person doesn't have that mind frame, that they're open to learning new things, learning new tricks of the trade, um, learning a new craft or trade or whatever it is that's going to advance them. I think that's also a great quality. It's just someone who is open and understands that this is who you are and maybe there are changes they need to make. So I, I wouldn't want to be with somebody that's a little stubborn, I guess, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you're like, <clears throat> you're out here, you're kicking ass, you're, you're, you got eight arms, you're doing a million things, trying to make something shake. And they over there like, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah. You want somebody that's going to equally go after what they want. What so I think it was a good about. article too. Yeah. You got to be passionate about it. Like there's. Never mind, because there's a lot of my trauma that's 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 wants to unpack here, but I'm gonna just leave that alone because we're not gonna have Will a hands therapy session. I'm nosy. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> no, so it's like, all right. And so in my experience in my past relationships, I did have to deal with somebody who they looked at at my not aggression at going what I want, but my my me going after my passions. And I'm one of the people who, if I'm passionate about it, I'm gonna go after it. And I'm gonna get it eventually. And so because they didn't have that as well they were more one of those people who's like i'm just fine getting along to get along and it's going to come to me what's going to come and i'm like no i'm going to go take it um whatever right. it's me like and it did it, like i they didn't understand why i was so passionate why i got so passionate about things and they and it's they wanted me to detract from it and i'm like i'm not slowing down for nobody and so because of that like and that's why that's what made me develop that phrase of never Never let your never dim your own light to make someone else feel like they're shining because I felt like I spent years dimming my light down just so they can feel like we're on the same level and I'll, eventually we we weren't and it's okay that we're not you just aren't meant for me in that way. That's very very true and that happens more often than not because you know when you get into a relationship those those aren't always things that's at the forefront of the relationship mm -hmm. it's more on the physical level emotional you lost in the sauce you know what i'm saying yeah. and then once those things not that they go away but once those things kind of dwindle a little bit and you get to and your rose colored glasses come into focus and you're like oh wait you're that person mm -hmm. like you're that kind of person a situation has to come up and it exposes who they are and who they aren't and those are those moments where 
um, is kind of like, it, well, I wouldn't say kind of like, but it affects the relationships because then you can't unsee it. Yeah. You yeah. know, if I see that you, um, let's say, are a manipulator, I can't unsee it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Got to see people for who they are. They're true. They're true. <laughs> well, getting into our third topic for today. Uh, this one is, this one is just crazy. Um, so this one is titled why i proudly took my wife's last name when we got married and this this article is from essence magazine what do you think about this one tanya oh uh, well you know okay (laughs) like i understand any reasoning to do it Mm -hmm. right breaking tradition um i mean i feel like traditions are being broken like every other day and people are learning new ways to do things. And there are men that don't have a problem with taking the woman's last name and kind of shaking up the narrative of, of tradition. Personally, what makes you different is- I don't think it's terrible, except the name has to be like fire. It has mm-hmm. to be flames and make your name sound even better. Then it's for a selfish reason that I completely understand. But, I mean, would you take your, your woman's last name? Never never for me because I'm very I'm someone who's very proud of my last name. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of what, where I come from. So, like, I would never take anything, anyone's last name. I'm even one of those people, and I'm, this may give me some hate, but, like, for me to marry anyone, they can't even ha- hyphenate. You have to take my last name or we could just stay dating. Like that's how I, that's how strongly really? I feel about my last name. Yeah, no hyphenation. No, I, no, no hyphenation. And and why not? Because I feel like the whole to me, if if we're getting married, is to come under one thing together. And if you can't accept my last name as just your last name, then because of how much it means to me, I just I can't get with that. That's what my, it may change, but that's where well, my what mind is right now. What if she feels like that? What if she feels like my last name comes mm. with? xyz history it's this to me and it, it means the same thing to you and she's supposed and the, to give it up no that's fine she doesn't have to give it. we're just not getting married that is crazy <laughs> i'm just i'm just letting you know i'm this is my truth this is where i stand that is not sensible i, I don't <laughs> hey i'm not trying to always be sensible i'm trying to be i'm trying to be honest so so you wouldn't say oprah's last name nope there's no way I'm. There's no way I want to be Cordero Winfrey anyway. So no, no, that's not happening. Well, I th- that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Okay, so for me, like I said, I think I said the last episode is that when you get married, it's like, especially for women, it's like you have to lose your whole identity mm-hmm. just to be with a man and. When they announce you, they go now introducing Mrs. and Miss Mr. Cordero. <laughs> like what? You know, it's like damn. I have to lose my whole identity. I have to lose my name and adopt somebody else's. And that's cool. You love them, but to not even want to hyphenate it. Let's say they worked really hard and became a doctor with that name. Mm-hmm. What? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. You could be a doctor, and you can like that name really hard. You're saying that. We just not gonna get married. No, I'm just. That's listen. not classy. And this and people have always said like you always say the 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 right thing and it's like no I'm just saying how I feel and this is one of those things where I know I'm gonna be probably looked at as wrong but this is just how this is where I stand right now. I just don't. I don't believe. 
it would have to be the situation like completely presented <laughs> and then i'm gonna ask you what you're gonna do that's fine that's I'm, what i'm, that's I'm fine. gonna wait we'll, we'll revisit this conversation when the time is right um, for sure <laughs> but yeah i mean but uh to kind of get back into the article i can't understand in the situation a man wanting to change his last name if let's say he's not he's not proud of his of his last name or whatever if he doesn't have family he doesn't really have any any attachments and let's say the per, the, the woman he's marrying um her dad only had one ch- one child and it was her daughter and they want to carry on the name and you're like well my last name doesn't mean anything to me so now our kids can be under that last name like there's a there's a lot of situations in which i can understand if somebody does that there are also a lot of men who are given the last name of fathers that they have no relationship that is with true. Yeah. or they don't know or that person wasn't the best to them and they're expected to give that name away that they don't care about exactly. to this woman that they love the most mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, you know so i understand like where there are just different things that would cause a man to want to do that and i know that how men feel about their name and you know but i understand and then this person I just think it's interesting for people to do. And I just don't think it's absolutely terrible, but he's never going to hear the end of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure his friends gave him a hard time about it, but you know, you got to do what's right for you. You got to do what makes you happy. And if ultimately for whatever reason, yeah, he explains it in this article, but he really doesn't know anyone explanation. If he knows why he's doing it and he's happy in that decision, do what makes you happy. Cause Jay-Z is definitely Mr. Beyonce. Oh yeah. For sure, I think, uh, yeah, we we all know that. That's Mr. Knowles, right? I mean. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, well, I mean, if there's nothing left on this topic, we're about to take our first break, and then we're going to get into letters. You ready? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give it to me. Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> And that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, so we are back. And I do want to say something before we get into our letters. I know we're going to have time to plug all at the end of the show. But someone has a new podcast that's dropping Two days after this episode drops, or after you hear this, and I am I'm super excited about it. We were talking and texting about it some yesterday. Uh, so, Tiny, get some time to plug your new stuff. All right. <laughs> so, adulting, I hate it here. Podcast and YouTube is coming February 25th. That is this upcoming Tuesday, and this is a show that gets to the nitty gritty of great topics, not necessarily circulating around pop culture, but just the nuances that of the things that we deal with in our uh, adulting 30 plus years. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be informative. And every single episode, we're going to give you an adult life hack. There's just some information that you may need for whatever it is that you may be doing. 
Um, so I'm very excited about it. People are excited about it. And it's going to be on, you know, all of your podcasting, your favorite podcasting platforms. And I'm excited. Make sure you listen and subscribe. There you go. Well, I just I, I had to give you that stage. I had to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into these letters. You're going to be reading yeah. the first one this week. Go ahead and take it. All righty. It says, is it weird that I keep photos of my exes for memories? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm 20 and I, okay, there we go. <laughs> I can stop exactly. Right I'm 20 and I've only been in two relationships, both with guys I went to high school with, boo. They both lasted over a year, but I no longer have any feelings for either of them. In fact, I dislike them both. I know most people delete photos of their exes after a breakup, but I can't bring myself to do that, regardless of whether or not I hate the guy. I feel like I'm deleting memories. I guess... (laughs) Child! (laughs) You'll get over it. I guess I'm kind of a memory hoarder. I obviously wouldn't keep nude, sexual photos, or anything too personal like that, but I like to remember the places we went, the things we did, etc. I usually don't delete social media posts after a breakup either. A lot of people I know will delete every last trace of their ex from their profile. I'm people. <laughs> um, I feel like someday I will want to look back on these pics just to remember what my life was like when I was young. I spent entire years of my life with these people. I feel like if I delete these pics, I'll be getting rid of so many memories from this time in my life. Is this weird, unhealthy? Oh, sweet. Bless your heart. Sweet little thing. <laughs> Listen, you will get over it. There's yeah. going to come a time when you don't even remember their last name. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I, even remember small details yeah. about them. It was just some vague person in your, your, your memory. But it's. I would just say that this is something very small. So I don't think you should feel weird. I feel like a lot of people are emotionally attached to pictures. I'm one of those people that have like 6,000 pictures in their phone because I can't let go. And even if I delete it and it goes into like the deleted trash pile, I keep it there and don't delete it permanently in case I want it later. Mm. So I do have a problem letting go of pictures because I feel like I take more pictures than I post. And there are a lot of things that I keep for memory purposes but if I am no longer with someone or, you know, I just don't feel the need to keep dredging up what we used to be because we aren't anymore. It's like you're living in this fantasy world where things were perfect and it's just not anymore. The more you resist what already is happening, that's what's creating the feelings. That's what's creating the negative feelings. You resisting what's already happened. You already broke up. You just have to move forward and on because it doesn't matter how you felt in that picture. What matters is how you feel right now. You can't go back and refill it. You can't go back and re-experience things with this person. They they aren't even the same people they were. So you're holding on to a memory that just doesn't exist anymore. And it's going to take a moment, but I feel like just take some time, gather up all those pictures, sweet bitch, and delete them all. Text threads. <laughs> all that, all that, all that. Just let it go because it's just you're living in the past. And the only way for you to move forward is to just delete all that. 
Delete that shit, Peggy. <laughs> See, I'm I'm someone who like the social media posts. I don't. I just because I don't think about it, so I don't go back and like, oh, let me go see what what they're in and delete that. But um, I think when like she seems like she's holding on to the memory memories. You're always gonna have memories of places, and eventually you're gonna remember a place that you went, and you're gonna forget that they were even there. You're just gonna remember that you got like, for example, if you went to see Rome with that person, eventually. You're just going to think about Rome. You're going to be like, if somebody brings up like, yeah, you remember when you and Josh went to Rome? Josh, did, who? it's not even going to be a thing. Like, so you don't have you to have, hold on to it. Um, short hair? Yeah. Like, what, is, what does he look like? I dated someone, I've never gonna dated remember. anyone named Josh. Like, it, it's going to, it's going to, and you and I don't like always like going right and telling people, well, grow some more. You'll see it. But seriously, at 20 years old, you haven't even begun to form the memories that are going to last so long. Like, really, if it wasn't for me having kids when I was 19, most of my night, I wouldn't probably remember anything up until I was 23. Like, it's just a cutoff. I wouldn't remember it. But I, my memories are tied to my kids. So I do remember stuff that, that far back. But really, and I and I don't say this for ageism or belittle your age, but really, right. this stuff right now that you're tripping off of, even five years from now, it's not even going to be a blip on the radar. You're like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> I don't know who that is. And it will happen. It will happen. And now you're hoarding pictures of some... Actually... Keep two pictures of them. Mm. Delete everything and keep two so you can remind yourself of how stupid you used to be. You used to be in love with somebody like that. There are times you look back and like, what was I even thinking? Yeah. Why would I, why was I even even concerned about this person? Like now, you know, it, it gets to a point where you grow enough and you and you're just looking back at just old people. <laughs> you're like, wow. I was clearly going through something when I was talking to you. <laughs> That's the only reason. So I feel like this is going to be that for you sometime for now. And I know it doesn't help to hear that, um, especially from people who are older, because they give you the whole, you know, get off my lawn, you know, <laughs> grow up, you'll get it. But no, just keep some pictures so you can remind yourself of how dumb you used to be. And how far you've come. There you go. You always got the great advice, Tanya. You always got the great advice. <laughs> well, let's get into our second letter. And this one is... We'll get into it. Uh, so this one is titled, Do I have a right to be annoyed with my living boyfriend for spending $200 plus on porn? Yes, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Especially when there's so much free <laughs> stuff out here. My, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years and have lived together for almost two. I caught him watching porn a few weeks ago and told him I didn't care about it because my sex drive is low and we haven't been having a lot of sex recently. I even mentioned how everyone's doing it since it's free and easily accessible. Flash forward to last night and I see on his email, we share a computer that his credit card marks something as possibly fraudulent. I shouldn't have looked, but when I did, it was for OnlyFans for one seventy five. This process, this proceeded me to snoop more. I know it's bad, whatever, and saw he's made other charges the past few months, so it's not a fraud. I didn't care that he's watching porn, but I'm annoyed that he's spending a significant amount of money on it when it's available for free. And when we split all of our expenses, it's not my money, but to me, spending $200 on something must be incredibly important to you. That concerns me that it's something he feels that he needs to spend so much on. I still don't care that he's watching it, but the amount of money is what bugs me. Am I wrong? How do I bring it up? Say, motherfucker, it's free. What do you do? like for 
anyone to spend that much money on something that they can get for free doesn't make sense no matter what it is. He can be spending that much money on oranges. If somebody's passing out oranges free on the block, get the free fucking oranges, dude. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't watch porn either, so I really don't understand to spend that much money on it. <laughs> okay. So, one, OnlyFans, I mean, I guess it's porn, but these are just ordinary women. These aren't... Okay, let me start by saying pay sex workers. Okay? Pay sex workers. But, two, um, OnlyFans, it's like everybody has an OnlyFans. Girls who are single, who take provocative photos and what have you that was typically throwing it on Twitter or Instagram for the free or for mm-hmm. about... 3,000 retweets and like 27,000 likes. They've been doing it for that for free. But now the girls are entrepreneurs and they're charging these guys. I mean, I feel like if they are simple enough to pay a subscription, and that's what's my concern in this letter, Mm. is that the subscriptions on OnlyFans are like $8, $7, so it got me wondering, like, How many? $200 <laughs> worth of subscription <laughs> or purchasing personal nudes. You're per- like, I don't, mm, I don't understand that unless a man is, like, enamored or something by this woman on social media and he just wants to get close to her. And that's the only way to do that is to finance, girl. But it's like, I don't. I don't understand that because yes, you have so many resources to get your jollies off. And I don't understand subscribing to women's because for me, I would probably figure out if he's cheating or not Mm. because $200 worth of subscriptions or whatever this woman is allegedly sending him or man, who knows? Oh, oh, plot twist. <laughs> the, the plot thickens, right? Mm, because, it could be anything. Because that's why you need to investigate. Exactly. Because, like, I wonder, does it show, like, who's OnlyFans? Like, you need you need to dig deeper in this because to spend that much money on OnlyFans, right, makes me think that he's getting something that may not be that easily accessible on regular Correct. porn sites. You don't just get it with the regular subscription. Yeah. You get a personal one with them like flicking their coochie lips. And that costs $50 alone. Who knows, right? We don't know how far that goes. All I know is it's just too personal because this isn't like porn where it's it was filmed like 15 years ago when Brian McKnight was popping. Or you could find somebody that you have the access to. Wow, phone. You could find somebody that you have access to like you can communicate with them and y'all could link up and y'all could smash and y'all could do all of this stuff. And it's like, I would be more concerned about that. Mm. Not that I, w- I would rather this person just have all of their history be different categories of porn that they search for free. than for me to find that they've been spending an obscene amount of money, like car insurance amount. Uh, it- I don't I don't I don't understand it. So I don't think that you're necessarily wrong. I will just say get more information so you can figure out what's going on because 
I mean, or maybe if you don't want to be investigative and you just want to ask because you're a real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga, do it. Dude, I would just ask, like, what? Sorry, was already on the laptop, saw your account, was mm-hmm. curious as to what that transaction was. You can tell me or we could be in an argument. So. If, if they share a laptop, he's probably looking at the porn on the laptop. So you can like oh, just go on, on the history. Now. I'm just I'm just look, my brain works weird. So I'm just thinking about all the different permutations that, that could be happening right here, right? Um I've I I'm so sorry, I know like this is happening to you, sis. Yeah, this, it it sucks. And like to spend A the the shared finances part, you have the right to ask anything if it involves money. Like, if you guys have decided to pull your finances together, unless you've given him an allowance, well, not an allowance, but unless you guys have agreed, all right, we're going to take $300 for each of us to do whatever the fuck we want to do with it, then you don't have no questions. But if this is coming out of pulled bill money, no, you got you got you you can dig all deep in that shit. Find out what's going on. I would turn into um, Inspector Gadget on that nigga because I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious as to what you're spending yeah. and what type of content did you get for turn, that amount turn it into now, a couple if you things. show me something yeah that is like astronomical that i'm like you know what i probably would have paid for that too because <laughs> i was curious about that so touche touche that could be a thing <laughs> but i doubt it i doubt it but i would ask so there is <laughs> this is this is i find shit out um so there is a OnlyFans page where women do take amounts of money or a woman to put certain things up their vagina. And so this woman got paid, this woman got paid $560, right? To put a a pool ball up her ass. And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, if you sticking a, 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 a pool ball up your ass, get your money. But what if that's like $47? Then what is the value that she see her ass on? It's a lot going on, but sis, I will get to the bottom of it. No pun intended, but... Yeah, that's I mean, all I got. Yeah, that's damaging. But yeah, definitely get to the bottom of it. And then, like we say with all things, like honestly, I know we we talk and we go over a lot of things, but communication. Yeah, you wrote this letter into us, and we do appreciate it. But ultimately, you do have to feel comfortable to just raise your concerns and have a conversation. Now, if he's dodgy about it, then you kind of have to figure out how you're going to maneuver after that, right? And what the next steps are. But you shouldn't be afraid. Like we're all adults, and at this point, you shouldn't be afraid to just ask something. And if they act, if they blow up while you just asking the question, then that lets you know that there's some dark shit going on there. In my opinion, as an adult, as a 33 year old adult, at this point, there's nothing anyone can ask me that I will blow up with them by asking the question. You never know now. Black ass simple. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. (laughs) And that's on period. I hate that phrase. I hate that shit. You gotta do the hand with it in order for the it to have the full effect. Like, what 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 do y'all be grabbing when y'all do all that? Which like what are you reaching for? The audacity. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that just made it all make sense. <laughs> yes, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a black girl thing. I don't know. By the way, before we go, and this is completely separate from the letter, we're done with that. I gotta say, your pressure bop, oppressor bop, bops playlist. That shit, yeah. I've I've listened to that like whole it? thing at least once a week since since you've given it to me. Like that was, You're it's welcome. amazing. 
I loved it. You're welcome. <laughs> I love I was I was an Oreo in school and I don't care. Like I grew up in the heart of Liberty City and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but <laughs> it was drug dealers right next door. So I don't know how that happened, but I just always love that music. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. And anybody else that enjoyed the playlist, you're welcome. Well, there you go. So just as a preview for next week, and, and this is something that Tanya doesn't know either, we got a letter that we'll be reading, well, in two weeks, because we're bi-weekly now, in which a woman asks us if it's wrong that she can only get turned on if her boyfriend pulls a gun on her. Real ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout Five, for that. <laughs> but other than that. Get the gap, get the gap, get the gap. Tanya, go ahead and give them your social media and tell them where they can find you. <laughs> Y'all can find me on the Twitter at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Same thing on Instagram. Don't be creepy and like more than four pictures because what do you want from me? Also, follow the Adulting I Hate It Here pod on Instagram and it's Adulting I H I H pod on Twitter because Twitter is a hater. So, oh, like our Facebook page. Um, make sure you follow. Love, Lesson, Badass. So, Instagram page. Okay, guys? Follow that page, too. And, uh, yeah, Adulting Out Here to Hear will be here next Tuesday. Yay! Yay, 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 yay. I, I really can't wait to listen to this. And I have I'm, don't, I have no insider information. Well, I know a little bit, but I haven't got to hear anything, so it I'm going to be does. listening to you it. Right some. Yeah, some. I'm really excited to hear it. But you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. Uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, love, lust, and BAS at gmail.com. And then if you want to send a voicemail, which nobody's done yet, well, I'm surprised because we y'all tell us some crazy shit. I guess you don't want to put your voices behind it, but the voicemail number is 614-547-2039. That's it. We're out. Bye. Peace.